0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 35th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Hopefully, joining us a bit later will be my co host, Will Terps. But tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, we have Jackson McCormick from Natural Wonders. Jackson, are you with us?
1: Yeah, I'm with you guys. Hi.
0: What's up, dude? It's good to hear from you, man. I'm glad to have you back on the show, bro. Yeah,
1: likewise to be back on
0: the show no doubt no doubt dude i uh i didn't type up any questions because i figured we could we could wing it for an hour or so you know what i mean yeah, um, good yeah so uh when did you open back up dude
1: we had our official grand opening grand reopening uh september 14th so we are getting back into the flow of things over there on Main Street
0: dope dope so uh I, for anybody who may not have known uh Natural Wonders was located on Cesar Chavez um for what was it like 2 or 3 years and then they they scored a building in really close distance and had to move which is a really difficult thing for any business to do, but doubly difficult as a cannabis business, just with all the regulation and, and zoning and permits and all that stuff, dude. Is there, uh, can you talk about that for a second? Cause I don't know, it's like, it's good to talk about the win, but it's good to talk about like all the hard work that went into it, too. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, working in, you know, the city of Portland is notorious for red tape and bureaucracy and especially concerning um developing new projects or doing construction. It's definitely one of the slowest and most cost prohibitive areas to get work done. But um <clears throat> you know, taking taking our time and prioritizing, you know, what's important for the space. It definitely ended up taking a taking us a lot longer than we had originally anticipated. But, um, a lot of that has to do with the fact that we're in such an old building, you know, the, the space that we're in and the space that we were updating was originally built in 1894. Damn, And so that just carried, you know, it's whole own bag of surprises and, um, you know, delays in getting the project completed. But, um, you know, there's different levels that you have to work with. You have to work with the Oregon Liquor Control Commission on relocating your license. You have to work with the City of Portland on making sure that your occupancy is correct on your new space. Um, you have to work with them also for an additional license on top of your OLCC. You also have to have a city of Portland license for doing cannabis business. And then you also have to get the construction work done, um, which, you know, has its whole own separate permitting section. So yeah, definitely you a can... lot of paperwork.
0: It seems like those construction guys can just put you on pause too, dude. Like you, you have this deadline to meet, and they're like, "Nope, sorry, we can't make it through." Sign our name on that piece of paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, dude, but idea. like, dude, can you make it next week? And, they, and then they don't answer your call or anything. It's like, wow.
1: yeah, it felt like yeah. it took um, an eternity, but all of the construction people were were sure that it was faster than any project they'd seen so
0: (laughs) good way to man way to Uh, bug him on the horn
1: jackson Uh, yeah for real oh it's him
0: again oh it's him again (laughs) can he take a message (laughs) good job jackson good job jackson yeah so uh you guys uh have been open for a couple few months now um will told us about the special that you had for native american heritage month is like if you showed up with your tribal card 20 percent off i was like damn it's like that's tight man like for for that month yeah. and then 10 and then 10 percent off when it's not native american heritage month i'm like man that's that's very very solid of you jackson
1: gotta keep it gotta keep it rolling um it's definitely nice you know we don't have a huge community here in Portland but we've got a little thing going on and uh people are definitely definitely supportive of each other
0: yeah man no doubt um so have you hired most of your staff back too are you guys rolling like not not skeleton crew anymore you got your schedule filled out and everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we're getting back to a lot more business as usual. Um, we have two new employees. Uh, uh, one of them comes from the cannabis industry, and one of them comes from, like, different retail and um, service background. So it's a nice, interesting mix, but we've got the schedule staffed back out, and... Um, Yeah, just getting things rolling, getting organized, getting farms back on the shelves, getting pre-rolls done. We're preparing to uh, launch a hash pairing menu where you can, you know, purchase the hash and the cannabis. So you can, you know, compare how the flavors and the effects transfer when you extract a cannabis plant versus when you just get the bud to smoke.
0: That's tight, dude. So
1: continuing to try to branch out and give unique experiences to people
0: yeah man my lady does mad dabs and i do mad flower and we don't really uh cross-pollinate those two very much you know what i mean but it's like it would be dope if Mm -hmm. there was stuff on the menu that was lined up like that because it's like nah man i'll get that one and that one make everybody happy and especially um
1: Yeah, and a lot of these nicer solventless dabs, you know, it's kind of an expensive habit, but it is nice to put some of that um, higher-end hash on top of some of those bowls and whatnot.
0: Yeah, man. And I'm just, uh, like I always ask Will those questions, but I'm, I'm happy that the solventless stuff is starting to take off because, I mean, I wasn't always like a BHO hater, but I just felt in my heart of hearts that it wasn't totally safe to be consuming that, you know, just just based on the 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 butane being super explosive and dangerous to work with, and it just feels safer that stuff is being made with uh, ice and water, and it's still getting some top dollar for the producer and everything, the the extraction guy. So I, I think that's awesome. It's it's difficult to do yeah. in bulk, so it's it's keeping little guys afloat, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think they're um, definitely starting to work out, you know, how that whole process plays into the market and, you know, what's realistic for everybody.
0: No doubt, man. So, uh I did like a conference call like a, a couple of weeks ago with Jason Ortiz and there were some other Indians on there, a lady named Ann Begay, and then another dude named Mike Diesel, and he's like a Navajo guy. Everybody was going to that Vegas function this weekend at mjbiz.com. Oh, hey, yeah. Is that what it is, mjbiz.com? But that Mike uh, Diesel
1: dude... M- MJ mjbizcon, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 that's what it was, yeah. And he, he was asking me, and I, I didn't have time, my lady was coming down here, so we were going to spend time together this weekend. But, uh... That function sounded pretty cracking, and that Mike Diesel guy, he's I followed him, he's my friend on Facebook now, and he says shares, shares a bunch of cool news too. But he was sharing an article talking about uh, it was making uh, comparisons between Canada and California. Like the article was saying 80% of California's weed that is consumed is produced by the black market still just from the cost at the point of sale at a rec mark at a rec point of sale is it's like four fifty for an ounce of flour. And so everybody's scoffing at that. and, And the black market guys are still getting after it. But, uh, it also said in Canada that there, I'm sure, you know, a few, like there's three big companies that are publicly traded. You can buy stocks and it's like Kronos is one of them. Um, canopy grow canopy or something is something is one of yeah. the other ones but it was it was the article was talking about uh how those guys are super overproducing there and the companies like their stock is starting to take a dive or whatever and uh-huh. they're they're saying because there's not enough retail locations um in canada to get it all off and that like the government is saying well maybe you guys are just growing too much um but it it was interesting to see that because i felt like that happened in oregon a couple years ago like everybody grew a shit ton of packs and then the stores couldn't move them all in a year so um do you think that if there were more retail locations available in oregon for for people to purchase weed do you think that would help out with the the overproduction or do you think that federal legalization and being able to export is is the main main thing cuz that's the other thing I wanted to add to you too is I'm I'm pretty sure that Mike Diesel guys in Jamaica growing nugs down there and I'm pretty huh. sure they're they're getting it off to Canada. And so I'm like, fuck dude, that's yeah, so are, sick. Like
1: they are they are already doing the medical export but um you know, it's always how people are looking at the numbers, I guess, when it comes down to it, because uh it seems like as soon as people really got um comfortable in the oversupply narrative in Oregon, um they did restrict you know uh new the amount
0: of licenses new, new production that, licenses,
1: right? yeah, and at the same time, you know. Uh, On the market side, there's a lot of people, you know, even even with the harvest rolling right now, I don't feel like uh, there's necessarily like a flood of product and seems like a lot of the oversupply was maybe imagined or misinterpreted or maybe people didn't really understand that cannabis doesn't retain that shelf use forever, I guess yeah
0: yeah like uh six months to a year and then it's it's not bad after uh, that but it's not it's not worth what the lab says it is you know what i mean it's not yeah exactly and that's
1: considering people who are experienced at preserving cannabis so
0: um
1: so yeah i mean it's been really interesting because when i was just getting back on the market you know i had friends in wholesale who were Scrambling, trying to find flour, trying to find product to sell, um, which was basically immediately after the production licenses had had stopped um, being issued. Which you know, it's not like there's that quick of an actual market reaction to that. This is something that was already yeah. in the works, basically. Yeah. So you know, I'm not really sure where it's going to end up. I mean getting to a normalized market should be everybody's goal and everybody's policy decisions for the future should be planning for the fact that, you know, eventually we're going to be operating in a national or international market. So I think, you know, everybody should be being prepared for that if they're being smart about it because, you know, it's not like we're even leading the way, you know, as you already mentioned, we've got other countries exporting and importing medical cannabis from each other. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're really just going to be playing catch up, which doesn't make a ton of sense, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) how much control do we have?
0: <laughs> yeah, so such is the overregulation of the industry in this country at least, man. And, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, like it's 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 a bummer, but uh these are the breaks. Um another thing I wanted to ask you about too is uh Okay. There's like two things. Will talked about green source gardens, not running any CBD strains this year. And he was, you know, salty about it. Will always expresses his opinion and I love that shit. <laughs> uh, you know, and, but the other, the, the other part of it was the uh, wild, I, I'll just say their name. Uh, they're sourcing uh, the CBD for their gummies through hemp through hemp isolate now instead of medical cannabis or from rec cannabis that's cbd and um the homegirl Catherine, i'm pretty sure that's why she turned in her two weeks you know because they, they brought that to her in a meeting she was like i don't really want to sell this anymore you know what yeah. i mean and i was like i was like damn that's that's a bummer. and when will mentioned the thing about green source like that, that was like a month or two after i talked to Catherine about that and so, do you feel like that too is affecting the market a lot, as far as um, the the hemp farming bill and people being able to produce hemp for CBD? Um, like, is that negatively affecting the the medical CBD stuff that's available for for patients and rec people in Oregon?
1: Yeah, well, I think the the medical or the CBD flower market. Um, in terms of dispensaries was always a little bit limited you know most of the reason people are going there wasn't really to get cbd flower if anything they do like different variations infused into products and in that sense um you know the hemp market definitely makes an impact but you know when you look at companies like wild um in terms of their cbd you know they've been using CBD isolate for a long time. They were just sourcing the isolate from cannabis. Yeah. And, um, you know, their, their whole explanation is basically that the market couldn't really support what they were trying to do. But from the other side, I mean, in my personal opinion, it's still just isolate, you know, it's not like, uh, it's not like they were sourcing a full spectrum CBD option um, to put this CBD in. They were really just looking to add a specific amount of CBD to different options in their products. Yeah. And to me, just, you know, if it's not, if it wasn't already a full spectrum CBD option, you know, I don't see a huge difference personally.
0: Yeah. Other than, you know, it was sourced sourced from something that was less regulated as far as the production of the hemp versus the cannabis that's in my head that's where that's where it it costs more to grow that cbd on a wreck weed farm than it does to grow that cbd on a fucking hemp farm you know what i mean like totally and it's
1: ridiculous and you know like yeah they only have to test Yeah. yeah and they only have to get real quality tests done on the stuff that uh has to go into the market you know it's a lot more regulated in terms of what you can spray and what you can do when you participate in the cannabis market especially when it comes down to you know extracts or isolates or things like that um you know the stuff they sell in you know over the counter at whatever store you wander into even even a lot of random clothing stores sell cbd
0: yeah None of they that do.
1: stuff has has to has to pass third party testing to have C B D infusions in it. There's just no real oversight for that. So you
0: yeah, know, I definitely that's... think it's
1: frustrating for everybody. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day I think there is is a home for um, you know, low low THC cannabis, which is, you know, really what hemp is.
0: Yeah. And then uh a lot of the the farmers that I've seen online were shitting a cat when the uh the regulations <laughs> came out for it's like it, it now it has to be less than 0.03% and it's like how the fuck do you do that? Like you can't it's pretty tough to guarantee that each seed is going to be that when it's expressed in in the nature, you know what I mean? Like it could test higher or lower and then in addition to that, like, just how are you going to enforce that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And
1: like how important serious. is that, you know?
0: is a real, <laughs> yeah, real big exactly. question. Yeah. like somehow. Like, yeah, let them, let them have it, Jackson. <laughs> like, for real. I don't, uh, I don't see sometimes the, the issue I... <laughs> with regulation on that too. It's like, why are you guys fucking writing it like that, man? Like, does it make sense? Seriously and even yeah, if it like if it's going to be whenever. used for fiber like if it's going to be used for fiber too what the <laughs> fuck difference does it make how much THC is there you know like
1: it doesn't matter seriously it seems like you know they don't really ever consider reasons for why they have to add these rules to cannabis you know We've, we we had a child proof barrier to pretty much anything that has to do with weed when That really isn't how anything else in the real world works. The rest of the world operates with a little bit of adult responsibility.
0: Yeah, man. (laughs) That's, man, such uh, accurate terminology, too, dude. Like, fuck. It it is, man. Like, uh, if you have kids, don't leave the drugs or alcohol around them or within reach or, you know, like... And, and if it is, then, then make sure they're educated on what it does to them and how to, you know, yeah. like there's all these, you um, get in trouble
1: for, even when you get in trouble for illegal drugs, there's no extra fine for having it in a non-child resistant container. Yeah. Like, (laughs) let's move past
0: this. (laughs) No doubt, man. No doubt. Um. So, yeah, like that's the CBD thing too. Uh, we had this guy, Paul Smith or Paul Swift uh, from Swift Solutions. He's a lab testing guy. And he was talking about uh, a lot of, they do a lot of testing for hemp farms now too. And one of the things that he was saying is, should be more relevant is like the the heavy metals testing um he said Definitely that uh cause one one farm like they they had this field right and they ran hemp and they they harvested did the math and everything and then the next year they ran hemp on the same field same space it didn't change anything and it, it it only pulled like half the way like the the harvest was the yield was half of what it was the year before and so i was like holy shit i didn't even think about that you know what i mean and I was asking him, is it because I've, I've read a lot of a lot of articles that say uh, hemp, you know, remediates the soil and cleans it and takes the toxins out of it and shit. So it's like if if it's taking the bad stuff, it's got to take good stuff out too. And if it's taking all the nutrients out of the soil to where you're getting half of the the yield the next year, then um, shit, that's that's kind of difficult, dude. And then that also would be indicative of if there's bad shit in the soil then it's gonna be in the hemp too after you grow it on the soil you know what i mean so yeah there, definitely uh, is, do you know of any? i haven't i keep asking the hemp farmer guys to come on the show and i, I can't get them to commit yet so I'm, I'm not aware of any sort of uh lab testing they have to undergo in order to process or or sell their product right now are you
1: um, definitely not in any regards like that. Um, but when people are looking at testing heavy metals, that would also something that they usually be testing the soils for rather than even trying to double check it in the finished product. Cause if it's in the soils, then it's definitely going to be coming up in cannabis just by the nature of the way that it runs through. But yeah. you know, another thing you mentioned about, you know, if they just ran a crop of cannabis, depending on how they treated the area before and after and how they harvested, you know, running <clears throat> running any sort of crop, you know, in a field is going to pull a specific set of nutrients back out, yeah. and if you want it to perform the same way the next season, you know, it has to be dynamic enough to revitalize itself, so... That's where, like, you know, biodiversity and um, <clears throat> really heavy biological life, like microbiological life in the soil, is really important. And just like overall stewardship, you know, where, you know, permacultural, or permaculture or hugel culture practices, something like Green Source Gardens uses, yeah, is the only way you're really going to see the, the, um, the outputs increase over time versus watching it decrease, you know. That's honestly one of my major um, major issues with agriculture overall is just, you know, the way that we cultivate things. There's no way for us to not be stripping stuff out of the soil. There's no way for us to not need to add amendments and do different things every year to make sure that the ground can perform. But when you do introduce a lot of different life into the same area, you know, you can figure out how to strike a balance through the whole process and enjoy harvesting different things from the same area. And it's uh, definitely a little bit lower yield. um, But it, you know, it's more sustainable. And in the end, we do have to figure out something that's going to work for the long term and not not just a one-off.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. Like, when, when he told me that, too, it made me think really long and hard about making my own soil, too. Because all of those amendments that I buy to put in my soil, like, they say that there's heavy metals in there, you know, and... You know, it doesn't say like high quantities, but it's like they're in there. So it's, it's cool that the, yeah. the label is transparent, but I never really worried about that or, or thought about how that was going to affect me through through the product that yeah. I'm growing in the soil. But now I'm like, holy shit, dude, I didn't even think about that. Like, I never even thought to pay for that on a lab test, you know? So Seriously. I, like, I mean,
1: we're also exposed <laughs> to so many different things all the time you know, to a certain degree, a lot of us are lucky just because our bodies can deal with a lot and process out a lot of garbage. But, you know, for people with autoimmune issues or different other compromised health systems, you know, we definitely have people who come into our shop who actually talk about issues like heavy metals um, and talk about wanting to restrict what sort of brands and farms they're purchasing from just because they're concerned and you know their body can't necessarily handle a big shock like that so yeah you know you something nice and consistent you know if you have a favorable experience with something that's grown in a permaculture style setting on the same setting every year if um if you haven't had a poor reaction to it or if you've had a good reaction to it so far chances are it's going to continue to trend in that direction because you know nothing new is being introduced
0: yeah and then that was dude I I tell that story to people sometimes it was when uh, it was after I I came back from Seattle and you scored me that job at Pure Oregon man it's like you were working there and they were hiring it was like
1: thank you for
0: that dude like that was awesome but i I remember like working there and i was just like front desk and packaging right so i'm just weighing up grams or taking ids and it was like you guys would be doing dabs on breaks in the office (laughs) and you'd always be like man you want to do that i'm like nah i'm cool and he'd be like man why and i would i would tell you like man my fucking heart hurts bro like I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think it's the dabs. And it was from Seattle. And that was before we learned the whole concentration thing of uh, pesticides in the in the product. It's like, whatever you spray on the flowers will be concentrated by three in the oil. So, it was before all of that. But it's like, dude, it just felt like all of those dabs I was taking in Seattle were dirty. You know what I mean? And <laughs> that was yeah. before I knew what the term actually meant and before the lab tests were determining yeah, that's actually, you're right. You know what I mean? So, I uh I just oh. always remember that part of it, dude, and being paranoid and. I well, know. I'm glad you didn't
1: take those because even though, you know, even when all those things first started, you know, when we're talking about, hey, everything's concentrated. I was definitely feeling like, hey, you guys, mm-hmm. just so you know, like everything's concentrated. Like that's, it's in the name. Yeah. Um, but but besides that. We didn't even know how to take dabs back then, man. We were taking, we had, we had horrible form, horrible technique. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah dude. The approach was really poor because you know <laughs> hot dabs are not good for you. You
0: know, no, they talked about um,
1: some of those terpenes becoming carcinogenic at really high temperatures. So, yeah, you got to respect the technique. That's for sure.
0: No doubt, man, no doubt. I I learned a lot from kids like you, Jackson, like the whole (laughs) whole listening.
1: Yeah, for people listening, that means you do not want to take your dab off of a really hot nail or element or whatever you're taking off. You know, a lot of terms we have for that, waste it to taste it. Uh, You could try out a a cold start dab, all these things should be handily available on a, a local YouTube channel.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, scroll scroll through IG too. Those kids are getting super artsy with that shit nowadays, man. Yeah. They got like the, Don't waste your glass. lungs. We
1: did all the training and beta beta runs for you guys. So.
0: Yeah, um, man. For real.
1: <laughs> and learn from our mistakes.
0: Yeah, man. No doubt. Um,
1: is there uh is there anybody oh well, go ahead i had a I had a question. you had mentioned some of the people some of the natives that were gonna go out to vegas for the m j biz bizcon recently yeah,
0: yeah um,
1: there were also there was also a meeting there December eleventh where the federal government was taking input from um tribal representatives. I was wondering, you know, do you know if anybody was able to go to that? Or
0: I'm pretty sure that's why that Mike Diesel guy was going. He's he's Navajo, I think. So he, uh, I'm pretty sure he was there for that. He emailed me, and the tickets were like 200 bucks to go to the conference day, and it was like a week before it. I'm like, man, nah. Like my lady's coming down. I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it, but uh that, i know that mike diesel was, and then there was there was another navajo lady named ann bagay who is also an attorney who was trying to get into the game and it sounds like they got land and stuff ready to go out there so i really want to bug them to get on the show and then see if they, they didn't need any cultivation tips too or goons so
1: they right. just sound like you're trying Do to that. convince everybody to keep it really simple But I am happy that at least there was an opportunity for tribes to go out there and make a fuss. And the people that I did get to talk to are at least, you know, kind of on board with the similar push um, regarding the THC testing. A lot of, I think there's gonna be unified voice behind, you know, a 1% threshold, which is a lot more reasonable for people to figure out.
0: Yeah, and it allows for some variation
1: too, you know. Like yeah, exactly, and it's already been adopted in some other places, and the whole thing is, for me, can you guys point to the problems that are, that are going to occur, you know, if this doesn't get put in place? Because right now, we've got cannabis getting legalized everywhere, and if we've already got yeah. THC available on the market, I don't think uh, with the oversight that already exists that, you know. Having a little bit more variance is gonna make a huge difference for anybody.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would eliminate a lot of shit too, man. Because like I look on Amazon sometimes just for you know like tents or or lights or you know like the the shit that you can hang lights from the little arch things. Because there's good deals on there. They just clone shit from China and sell it to you for half the price. <laughs> but right. you can
1: Am- yeah, like but- Amazon basically. yeah
0: dude yeah but it's like they you can also buy hemp seeds and hemp like you can buy like a half ounce of it and it comes in a jar and like the reviews there's a shit ton of them like hundreds of reviews and the people are just like yeah it looks all right it's a you know it doesn't it's not the same packaging as the photo but you know it's, it's nugs and it's it's not it doesn't really get me high but it looks like nugs and it's him you know like it's it's weird dude because i'm like holy fuck like how is this right now you know what i mean i was like damn like where is that farm located and how did they you know what i mean like it it would just uh all right sounds
1: like we better get our online store rolling bro well (laughs) dude it
0: it just it was uh insane to me because it's like if it's that if it's like, cause cannabis is way fucking regulated. You could never do that shit on Amazon with regular weed. You oh, know what I mean? No. But it's like with the hemp. No way. And and, and there was a guy. Uh, I I was giving him a lift, and he was a weed guy. But he was telling me that, dude, there's literally no testing at all. So it's like you could say it's hemp. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and fucking sell it on Amazon or wherever you. And there's not. It's it's. If for for it to get for you to get in trouble for it they'd have to basically confiscate it from you and then run it through their lab to fucking prove that there's THC in it cuz otherwise there's no barrier to fucking and market and nobody like, can even shit.
1: and nobody can even tell like you know you can be like oh 1500 milligrams CBD you could just be some motion, you know it's not yeah. like you
0: know, yeah there's no mouth. way to confirm that there's no batch number on that fucking lab test for you to check on a website and be like, oh, okay, yeah.
1: No, most yeah. a lot no, of these companies selling stuff don't even have their own websites. You just, like, buy a third party on some random website like Amazon, then you go to find, you're like, hey, this wasn't working. You go back to the <laughs> manufacturer, Yeah. And you're like, oh, they don't, they don't even exist. They were a one batch, one off.
0: yeah dude it's it's weird and it's like the number of
1: yeah it
0: totally is dude that's the whole cbd thing i like there's cbd dispensaries now in phoenix with the the big the the flag signs in the yard with all the colors and shit waving and it's like (laughs) they're on blast bro and i'm like damn i kind of want to go check one out just to ask them some questions and see if i could get them on the show but I just, I already know what the answers are, you know. It's like, uh, you guys are just yeah. winging it, like you know. Like, got a bunch of money for marketing and like yeah, they're selling been, it. No, nobody is asking. Yeah, dude. Like nobody's <laughs> asking for nobody's asking for what they get in a cannabis shop. Like, was this tested? Was this? It's like, no, nah, it's CBD. It's safe here's the gummies you know what i mean here's the drinks here's the, here's the cookies here's the you know it's right it's fucking yeah weird. and no it's regulations
1: weird. on any of that stuff either
0: nah. you no know, and that's what, that's the thing what too can it look
1: like what can the packaging be like you know and, what and, can it be yeah
0: made? and like you're saying the 1500 milligrams or whatever it's like how do you guys how is that calculated <laughs> how do, how can you show me, me your control milligrams? study <laughs> yeah like how does each of these gummies have 10 milligrams of cbd in it like where did it come from like was it was it uh oh you know and the guy selling it to you can never answer that question and that's my issue with it you know like that's my issue with the regular weed shops down here too is no lab testing and yeah. no, no product knowledge from the guy behind the counter so it's like that, that bothers me. When you go and fucking buy a car, that guy will tell you everything about the car, dude. You know what I mean? Like, he period, on his yeah. shit. Any question you got, he can answer it. And if not, he can look it up. Not with CBD, I guess, man. And I guess a little bit yeah. with cannabis. But you know?
1: Yeah, I can only imagine down there in Arizona.
0: Yeah, dude, the law passed uh August twenty seventh, the law took effect that requires lab testing, but they're not gonna start enforcing it until August twenty second or August twenty seventh next year. So I'm just like, wow, that like?
1: is a long <laughs> rollout.
0: dude. I'm like, that's that's Nothing pretty like, generous uh... to the producers to get compliant. You know, like that's nice to them, but to everybody who thought they were gonna get clean shit after the twenty, it's like, nope, gotta wait another year.
1: You know, I could totally understand that in a recreational market, but for a medical market, that's pretty inappropriate, in my opinion. Yeah, dude. That's it. I'm like, you know, honestly, on the rec side, it's hard to, you know, when everybody has to pay a syntax tax and they lump weed in with all the other things, it's hard to. Feel like hey it needs to be so everything has to be so clean blah 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 you know like to a certain degree I'm like this is for recreational customers and they get warned for their health every time they purchase something yeah. why is it more regulated than everything else you know if you want it to yeah. be for medical people I think it's really fair to have good <laughs> clean standards and you know yeah. medical grade quality and I like sustainable standards either way, but it doesn't really make sense from a regulatory or logical standpoint. I mean, it's like you guys got to pick a side on the regulation.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Is this bad for us?
1: Is this a scary product that we need to really tightly regulate? Or is this a superfood that's supposed to cure everything and um, the government's going to try to, like, squeeze all the patents out of it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no doubt, man. I uh,
0: yeah, I don't understand, man. It it bugs me sometimes when I read that article too, where it said eighty percent of the weed in Cali. I was like, damn, eighty percent black market, (laughs) like fuck. Because I like I went there for that dude. I went there for that premiere, you know, for a weekend, and it was like. Oh yeah. I stopped I stopped at two shops on the way home because I brought some nugs with me, you know, from the homie and shit and dude it was just it was all bad on the shelf, like for fifty bucks, some really dark brown fucking look like from last year, just like outdoor shit for fifty bucks an eighth, and then like they wouldn't let me smell the jar, nothing. I'm just like, dude, how much of that is tax? And it's like fifteen of those dollars were for tax. You know what I yeah, mean? a
1: lot, and they just keep trying to increase it. It doesn't really make sense.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand, man. Like, uh, like who? It's the who, goal, uh, you know, who'd want to take part? Well, in Well, they got to pick
1: some goals. You know, regulators have to decide. You know, hey, is the goal to take this off the black market and crush all the black market sales? and deliver, you know, good products to customers while we legalize this, because if that's the goal, you know, they need to be making it as accessible and unburdensome as possible. You know, we need product to be able to have ease to get to the shelf and get to market. You know, Wild, for example, we were just talking about them. They sell uh, infused sparkling water and so they were excited to launch it to the OLC, uh, to the dispensaries finally. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, hey, you know, where's those waters? <laughs> yeah. And they said, oh, well, actually, OLCC hit us with a packaging delay. Our labels and stuff haven't been approved for dispensary sales yet. Meanwhile, you know, you, these water sold in any random gas station or wherever else available <laughs>
0: yeah um,
1: dude cvd uh, infused water. yeah yeah um it, you know i do appreciate that there's a little bit of a standard when it comes to dispensaries but there also just needs to be some priorities in terms of you know, helping people be successful in the market. You know, the goal is to make this the market for cannabis, you know, the OLCC and other regulators' goals should be to defeat any other markets that exist. And having high taxes and high burdens to entry are exactly the opposite approach of how you create a thriving market.
0: Yeah, man, I agree. Like that that word too, that burden to entry or barrier to entry that was a term that 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 uh the monsanto guy used what were they called the the genetic people uh phylos phylos Bioscience. that was a quote from him yeah that was a quote from him was we have serious barriers to entry for anybody else trying to get into the game and it's like man it bugs me that guys have confidence saying things like that and uh i feel like there does need to be less regulation and more equality that's why dude that's why i like supporting you too man because you're like one of the only skins i know in the game that's like in the game like not you know like like doing it and like i actually know you and it's uh it's cool to see you still making it through dude after all the the bad shit that happens you know what i mean like nobody sees that everybody sees the cool posts online of the new shit on the shelf you know what i mean and it's uh that's that's what you want to sell but it's uh i i feel like i get to see a lot more of it and it's it's inspiring dude because shit does go wrong no matter what you're trying to do and a lot of shit lot can go do wrong do in this game you know <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. so I'm, I'm just like I, I gotta give you your props dude because uh just business in general is tough to compete in but cannabis even a hundred times more man especially in oregon where it's such a small state and you know it's like that's
1: (laughs) right where's the people (laughs) yeah
0: dude serious and i I just feel like man uh the federal legalization thing it it really can make a difference like all all those rec guys if they could export like they'll be good you know what i mean especially the outdoor guys yeah the outdoor yeah. guys especially it's like nah man it'd be like grapes for wine dude like it <laughs> it'll be, be awesome. like the
1: old days for those guys <laughs> yeah
0: man it'd be like some regional shit happening like they want it from from this like that lion's tree guy how he has that fucking terrace or whatever i always look at his ig feed i'm like dude like that's like very exceptional uh, yeah dude like really really nice outdoor organic stuff that's based on the climate and where it's at and,
1: yeah I know, totally I, I love how they push the limits you know on finishing times and really let the genetics express themselves
0: yeah They're definitely
1: some awesome fearless cultivators down there
0: yeah man because I, I went to this place called merkin vineyards with my lady yesterday for dinner and i like she's a wine person and like just hearing her and the, the waiter guy talk about the wine, it was like, damn, this is like how we talk about weed and shit, you know, like it's uh, <laughs> I, like there's a whole there's a whole depth to understanding the, the flavor and the region it came from and all this stuff. And I'm like, damn, like, uh, like that's going to happen with cannabis, too. It's just slow and happening right now because everybody can't have it where they live, you know.
1: Totally. I definitely think you'll see a lot more crossover um, in terms of the way uh, cannabis is delivered and presented to people compared to, you know, how wine is approached. Just like we've adopted a lot of things from some other industries, I think, you know, with any emerging industry, you know, we're kind of looking for, you know, know, what do other people do for this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I... The wine industry definitely offers a lot of similarities when it comes to you know understanding how the products are cultivated, and how that plays into the bigger picture. Um, yeah, along with you and, know understanding complex flavors.
0: Yeah, and the the meaning of the words artisan and craft. You know what I mean, like. Uh oh yeah like those those wine and that's one thing i learned from you too dude is and, and from you i would say it's branding right but like uh just just the way shit looks man and the way the package is and everything that's one thing i remember about pure oregon too is you did the the packaging for those tinctures or whatever and it was just yeah. like man, i was like that's that's tight you know what i mean and it's like no this is important it's like we're calling it this because it's that it's from that era of medicine you know what i mean it's it's refined into this and that and it, like dude i don't know to to me that shit was tight because uh i see a lot of other stuff that's just really loud with the font or the coloring and really kind of attention grabbing and uh the shit that you've done is kind of more more artistic and elegant you know what i mean like fucking steve jobs type shit you know what i mean like <laughs>
1: Yeah, like it's gotta, yeah, it's and when we match. were doing that back then. You know, it was medicinal. You know, we it needed to it needed to deliver the message.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was like apothecary a or something. That was like the name of it, like apothecary. Oh yeah, or like original
1: that. apothecary.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> I, I don't know, like that was one thing that surprised me even back then too, because that was twenty fourteen. And I was at the front desk the first week or so. And uh, the, the guy who was making the tinctures was there on site, but he didn't have it done yet. And on my first day, like, bud, he, he like, came down. He, he's like, okay. And he, like, told me, he's like, okay, if anybody comes in asking for the harlequin tincture, the harlequin tincture tell them we're going to have it tomorrow, okay? And I was like, okay. He's like, if they come asking that, so you tell them it's in a beer tomorrow, okay? I was like, okay, man, I got it, man, cool. And, and like in my head in my head i'm like man he must be bullshit nobody's gonna come in here asking for no fucking cbd harlequin tincture and i should you know, jackson like 10 people that day walked through the door and asked for that like they didn't give me their idea like man you got the cbd harlequin tincture i'm like uh tomorrow and they just left you know what i mean like like that was all they wanted and so that that kind of showed me the value of it back then you know what i mean and it kind of makes sense to to why it's so popular now i guess you know and it it was always like yeah i mean it was
1: rare back then you know yeah couldn't you you couldn't find a reliable repeatable source for a tincture that worked for you especially not a cbd dominant tincture yeah Um, you know it was just getting off the ground people were still figuring out how to make tinctures really well with cannabis um you know what are the best delivery methods you know who has cbd <laughs> at that point it was pretty uncommon still
0: yeah man. i didn't know i've heard i'd heard of harlequin but i didn't know any farms running that shit you know what i mean i was like yeah. i have no use for that i want to i want to smoke to chill out like <laughs>
1: you know <laughs> yeah no it was wild. i that was when i have worked with a medical farm down in southern oregon and we used to get stuff lab tested way before it was required and we had a random batch of a strain called big bud and it just came back with significant amounts of cbd like enough to be a cbd strain and it was so weird i got it tested again but sure enough still came back with cbd so um, but in them were interested in, you know, making tincture batch out of the stuff. Um yeah. but it's really interesting to think that we had these we had some of these C B D varieties mixed about our cannabis without ever knowing because we didn't have the luxury of consistent reliable testing.
0: Yeah, dude. And that's uh that's one thing I want too, dude, is for I say this every single episode, and everybody's like, "Man, shut up, Kane. We know what you want." But it's like I want everybody to be able to grow their own. But in addition to that, it's like availability for lab testing. You know what I mean? Like whatever yeah. you run in in your basement or your backyard, like you should be able to, and and for a hundred bucks or less, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, can I can I see what's in this? You know, yeah. like and and because especially if you're cracking seeds, you might look out and and have that one that does have some CBD in it, like randomly. Um, I was totally. explaining this the other day too. I was—I'm pretty sure I was telling my lady about it at the wine place. But how we'd get packs from a farm, and it's like they crack seeds of Blue Dream, and like these these five packs are all labeled Blue Dream, but they all smell different. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> the the, uh, the untrained consumer would be like, "Man, I, I like this one. Like those ones don't smell the same. Like why do those ones smell different?" It's like it's because they crack seeds and variation and genetics and- it's like they don't get it. Totally. You know I mean? it's like, and it's, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, man, there's, and I would always pull the, you know, the, if you and your lady had 10 kids, you know, four, four of them would look like you, four of them would look like her, and two of them would be like a mix, you know? <laughs> so that's, that's, you know, these, these are the mixes, you know, they're not the ones that look yeah. like this or like that. So there's, there's variation. That's yeah, that's one so thing. much for me. Oh, I want yeah, dude, I want that to survive, you know, I want people to to understand that and be able to to do their own thing still and see what's in it without just having to pay for it on the shelf and accept that as the word, you know,
1: yeah, I wish people had to grow a plant one time at least, yeah, <laughs> it gives you a really good value and appreciation and understanding
0: I yeah i agree man even even if you fuck up it's like you can see the the now you're like
1: oh, okay maybe maybe that either that was as easy as i thought it was or that wasn't as easy as i thought it was yeah <laughs> either way it's uh it's a valuable lesson and i think you can learn so many different things you know just like you're talking about genetic expression i think it's so cool to see that you know how things come through uh how genetics get expressed you know generation after generation so yeah yeah, i mean i i agree i think we got to get uh everybody everybody needs access to some cool genetics to grow and grow in their backyard grow on their porch
0: yeah man that's that's one thing i want to get into when i get back to the northwest too is I want to do one project. Like, oh, I want it to smell and taste like this or look like this. And I'm pretty close already. Like, I just got to make sure everything's pretty consistent. But I just feel like those guys have a lot of fun and the uh, the creativity in it. Not just in the actual process of creating it, but being able to name some shit and make a fucking <laughs> a logo and card star. It's almost like an album cover. You know what I mean? So. It's like, yeah. uh, there's lots of fun ways to express yourself as an artist. I just,
1: I want to yeah, get into Yeah, I was just shit. thinking about you the other day because Deep Creek Gardens was, said they've been running, uh, their cut of moose and lobster.
0: Oh, what?
1: I've, I've never really seen that, but next time it comes around, I'm definitely going to, reserve myself some because i was like oh yeah yeah. i was like i remember that was a favorite anytime i see those popping around i always uh, think about you doing your thing (laughs) testing out all those different genetics out there in the field yeah dude that man
0: that was one of my favorites from dynasty too it was a good sativa and then the one thing that i'll tell you about that too is uh when we trim it it seemed like it'd fucking bother the shit out of our eyes, right? Like the, the smell or just the, 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 it was like, it was weird. Like we'd sneeze, like, like we're almost, we were like allergic to it or something. Like all three of us. And then, uh, uh-huh. one of my patients had glaucoma and like he, he fucking ran through his and wanted, I was like, dude, that was it. I, you know, I didn't get the best of that shit. The fucking landlord got me. He was like, dude, yeah. he said that that really helped with his eye, eye pressure on, on his glaucoma. And he said, man, that really helped with my eyes. And I'm like, are you for, for real? And he's like, yeah, why do you laugh? I was like, fuck it bothered us. And we we're trimming it. You know what I mean? It was weird. So it's like it just, the
1: opposite effect.
0: Yeah, dude. And so maybe that was after smoking it or something too. I don't know, but it, it was helpful for that guy for that sort of condition. And it was, uh it was cool, man, because Usually patients don't ever tell me shit like that. You know what I mean? You just give them the weed. And you don't <laughs> hear from them until next year when it's getting close. To it. oh, hey, man, you still need a card? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need a card, man. I saw a helicopter fly over. You know, send it to me. <laughs> you know, like. Fly oh, over, man. But it's, uh, but that I'm a fan of that strain, Jackson, for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, the breeders cut.
0: Yeah, no doubt, man. And that also, too, man, fuck, I want to get that guy on the show because, like, he, like, there's a lot of different shit that he's done that I'm a fan of. But that moose and lobster, too, like, the way it, I want, like, dude, why did you name it that? You know, it's like he said, it's like, shout out to Maine because they have lobster and, you know, like. I'm like, but, dude, like, the way that group, I'm serious. It looked like fucking moose horns, bro. Like, Oh, like yeah. Branched I like, branched out with, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, the way it branched out and scooped up was was just like some moose moose antlers. So, you know, And but, like, moose antlers, but also, like, lobster pinchers. You know what I mean? Like, like coming together. <laughs> and so that's a, I wanted oh. to be like, dude, is that why he called it that? Because he, he had a – I remember it was at your store. It was, like, buy two – Buy two of these 10 packs of seeds and get a free tester. And I was like, dude, I, I grabbed like four or six of them or something. So <laughs> I had a, I had a bunch of those tester ones and it was Honey Badger Haze. And oh,
1: yeah, that I shit too. Those. I
0: think I thought like, all a of them like Yeah, dude, like there was a bunch of different phenos expressed in those testers, but it seemed like all of them on the fan leaf, bro. They had like a yellow stripe going down the middle of the fan leaf. Like all of them. That's and I was cool. like, what the fuck? I was like, is that why you called it Honey Badger? Like man, like that that's fucking cool.
1: He um, is like a, a he is a really, uh really talented breeder, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Fan of that guy's work. If you're listening, Professor P, please come on the show sometime. We'd love to ask you about the stuff that you do the uh the yeah. relic shit too i'm like damn i gotta get some of those
1: oh, i'm so excited about all those projects he, he always has something cooking i keep missing him when he comes by the store too i'm like wait i just missed this guy i can tell Man. just uh he's got a specific uh effect on the sales distribution on my products so
0: <laughs> word, word. you can always
1: tell when he's snuck by the shop
0: dope dope yeah he he always uh he always grabbed the the dabs man
1: yeah oh, i gotta get some those, of this those, i gotta uh, get some
0: of this medical <laughs> strength
1: sour bots he likes those
0: <laughs> word hell yeah yeah shout out to professor p man we gotta, we gotta get him money, for sure man. yeah um well shit dude that's that's an hour right there jackson is there is there anything else that you want to talk about or, or ask us about anything?
1: Um, No, I was just excited to get back and connect with you guys. Bummed we missed Terps, but I do get to see him on pretty regular occasion these days. So,
0: Yeah. Not, yeah. Miss- not
1: missing him as much as I was last time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then I, I didn't really mention it on the show, um, but it's like may- maybe our tribe will have something going on next year that you can talk about or someone from our tribe can talk about you know what i mean yeah i mean
1: uh i can briefly mention you know i have been trying to have productive talks with our tribe and with some other tribes about participating in cannabis or hemp or whatever it takes um really trying to get people to consider um, scaling back their projects, or at least creating you know backup plans to their projects that are a lot smaller in scale because that seems to be a major hiccup for people,
0: yeah, scaling up, dude, like hiring enough staff, and yeah, hey, that shit's hard, bro, <laughs>
1: yeah trying to do that tough. Do trying to convince people, <laughs> yeah, let's start <laughs> let's start little, you know something basically one person could do because. As soon as we start to get the wheels rolling, people start to, you know, start talking about all these different experts mm-hmm. and other people they need to hire or bring on to the project. And
0: yeah. You know, I'm like,
1: hey, guys, can we just uh, put the seed in the ground and add water and we can just like yeah. see how it goes and talk about it? Because that's really cheap yeah. and easy. And well done, uh, it'll, it'll give us all the feel.
0: yeah put down one ten dollar chip and roll the fucking dice you know like like just do it see what happens like that you know like that yeah you gotta do that one time at least
1: right and not before and not uh and not after the fact either
0: yeah (laughs) dude yeah the the table is hot now now is the time yeah yeah put down a chip (laughs) and roll them man fuck and, and 2020
1: uh, we're pushing this shit through the tribe,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I uh talking to my uh Jason Ortiz too man, he's my buddy now uh he, he's like, man he goes when you, when you come to this one he goes have he's like there'll be investors. he's got a lot of uh, organizations that are trying to get equality in the cannabis industry by um, getting investors or funding to persons of color who are trying to get a license. So um, nice, he told lucky. he told us about one of his buddies that got 150 racks in Vermont, I think, and I was like, "Holy shit, dude!" That probably, I was like, "My budget was 160, man." And he's like, "For real?" I'm like, "Dude, yeah." And so, like, he he messaged me like, "Dude, get get your." I was like, "I I have all those old spreadsheets. I'll I'll make it look pretty again, man." But that's uh, yeah. that's one thing too. Uh- is I I try to express to people is just like, look, you don't. You don't need one point two. You know what I mean? Like you could do this way smaller than I'm trying to do it. This is just tier two in my state. That's that's how much I could how big I could go, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, so was, no, exactly. And that's the thing, you know, if you have the opportunity and the means, you know, by all means you can jump all the way in, but for people staying on the edges because they're worried about the initial investment you know i definitely recommend yeah. starting small there's a lot less risk and
0: um
1: it yeah. seems like there's pretty much equal upside honestly
0: yeah dude serious like less than a thousand bucks you know you could do something nice especially if you're in a climate where you can go outdoors through the summer like yeah know, even exactly
1: just... the people up here are blessed so they should, yeah. they should definitely act like it. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Well,
0: shit, dude. Uh, I got, Is there anything else that you, you want to add before we go, Jackson?
1: Um. No, I don't think so. You know, I'm looking forward to another awesome year, and hopefully now that we're planting our roots here for the long term, we'll be able to focus on some other great missions like, you know, Getting Indian country involved in cannabis, or getting some of this plastic waste out of the market, or bringing social yeah. consumption to the people—something. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. All,
0: all good points, sir. Like those are all excellent goals to focus on in 2020. And I'm, uh, I'm glad you accomplished your goal for 2019, bro. Like, I'm super proud of you, man. I, I try to. Anybody who's going to Portland, I, man, natural wonders. Hawthorne by Fred Meyer. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, exactly, man. exactly. You know, it's it's yeah. good for you, dude. Not not just because you're my friend and you're ending, but because, dude, it's uh, just you, you powered through when shit got rough, and that's that's awesome, dude. That's inspiring. People don't do that, but you did. So good for you, man.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And then, uh, we'll probably bug you again in six months or so and try and get you back on the show and see how it's going, man. We, uh, are on 35 episodes now. So we've been rolling. Congratulations, we've been rolling. Yeah, man. We're yeah. That's awesome,
1: pushing. man. Way to get after it. I'm really proud of you guys. That's great.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really fun talking to guests like you because I have personal connection and I know that you're you're super knowledgeable and experienced in the industry and uh, you're able to articulate it for people who don't have that level of understanding or experience. You know.
1: Well, I appreciate the chance to use the platform, so thank you for having me on here.
0: No doubt, we appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you, man. So I hope you have a good rest of your night and. Shout out to Will Terps. Hopefully, he makes it back next week. We got Jeff Mizansky, uh fella who went to prison for thirty years for an eighth of weed back in like the nineties. So we're excited to to interview him about his experience and see what his take is on legalization. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and do my outro dance, ladies and gentlemen. This was the thirty fifth episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane, missing an Action. tonight. Was my co host Will Terps. Tonight's guest was Jackson McCormick from Natural Wonder. Ladies and gentlemen, indigenous owned, Portland, organically sourced. Holler at the man. He's down there on Hawthorne right next to Fred Meyer. Um, I got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.